Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us again for uh, another podcast from Adult and Teen Challenge of Cumberland. I just, I get so excited when I get the opportunity to sit down and share the Word of God. Uh, we just finished uh, a four-day revival up in Cravenstown, Tennessee. Uh, that is up north of uh, Monterey, right on the Fentress County, Putnam County line, or over the county line, I should say. And we just had a great time. Saw uh, people uh, saved and just just a wonderful time in the Lord. I want to share with you a message today that I preached up there in Cravenstown and uh, hope that it's a blessing to you. It's something that I believe each and every one of us, especially in the days that we're living in, really need to grasp a hold of. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Father, I just thank you again for this opportunity. I pray that you bless each and every one that's listening today. Give them ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive what the Spirit of the Lord would say to them today. Lord, I love you. I thank you, Father, for all that you're doing in us, through us, and with us. And uh, Lord, we just give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 5, 6, I believe, is one of the most important verses in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, 6, 7 is the Sermon on the Mount. It's the, the best sermon that's ever been preached. No preacher ever can uh, preach such a dynamic, powerful message as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did in Matthew chapter 5, verses 6, uh, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. Uh, without such an intense hunger, for righteousness, a person will not pursue a deeper relationship with God. Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger, after, hunger and thirst after righteousness, they will be filled. Blessed are they which do hunger. Do you hunger for righteousness? Do you hunger for a deeper relationship with God? Do you hunger for the things of God? The, the, the word righteousness right here is a condition acceptable to God. The word righteous means the doctrine concerning the way in which man may obtain a state approved of God. Righteousness has to do with your integrity, your virtue, purity, uh, right life, right living and correctness according to the things of God. The, the foundation for all godly living for each and every one of us is to hunger and to thirst for righteousness. That should be our desire to wake up every morning and everything that we do to live a life that is pleasing to God, to hunger for, for, for just every day to be consumed with his presence. If you're hungry for righteousness of God, the Bible says you shall be filled. You will be filled if you hunger. Moses hungered for the things of God. In Exodus 33, it says that he, he, he found grace in the sight of God. He cried out to God in verse 13. He says, show me now thy way that I may know thee, that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is thy people. Listen, Moses cried out to God. He said, he said, fill me with your grace. Fill me with your way. Show me how to live a life that's pleasing to you. King David hungered for the things of God. Psalm 42, 2 says, my soul thirsteth for the God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before him? I think about the Apostle Paul and how he hungered for God. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 through 11 says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. 
Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them to be dung, that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable to his death, if by any means I might obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. Listen, Paul says, listen, I I count this life as rubbish, but I want to know God. I want to know him in, in a more intimate way. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know his righteousness. Not only did the Apostle Paul himself hunger for the things of God, but he encouraged his young disciples to hunger for the things of God. He told a young preacher named Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.6, he says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of hands. He told Timothy, he said, Listen, my young disciple, just as I am a disciple of Christ and so are you, as my disciple also, stir up the gift that's in you. Stir up the things of God that are in you. You and I, each and every one of us, have been touched by God. We need to stir up those things in us and bring constantly back to remembrance all that God has done in our life. We need to hunger for God more and more to have more and more of Him. The, the, the spiritual condition of the Christians today throughout our lives depends more on how we hunger and thirst for His righteousness than anything else in life. To hunger for God is to know God. And to know God is to trust God. So my question is this, do you hunger for God? Because you will hunger for God if you know Him and if you've experienced His goodness. If you have truly been saved, if you have truly been filled with His Spirit, if you have truly been delivered, if God has truly healed you, you will have a greater hunger for Him. And if you have a greater hunger for Him, you trust in Him. You trust that His Word is truth. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your steps. Listen, because I trust God, the the reason I trust God is because I know God. I know what God has done in my life. I know that the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. If you don't know the character and the nature of God, how can you trust Him? Remember that the definition of righteousness is, is the doctrine concerning the way in which man may obtain a state approved by God. So in order to attain a state approved by God, I believe that there are five specific areas that we need to hunger for the righteousness of God. Number one, we need to hunger for more of God's Spirit. Do you hunger for the Spirit of God? John chapter 4 verse 24 says, God is a spirit and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. See, if God is a spirit, you cannot make contact with him in a carnal way. It must be God's spirit making contact with your spirit. 
When we are born again, when Jesus breathed on the disciples, they received his spirit. Their spirit was then forever changed because his spirit was now living inside of them. John chapter 7 verse 38 says, He that believeth on me as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Listen, because the spirit of God is in me and has changed my spirit and my outlook on life, I have a hunger for the things of God and it flows out of me like rivers of living water. People that get around me, people that have heard me preach, people that have heard me teach, people that see what I do with adult and teen childs, they say, man, why do you have such a passion for what you do? Because I hunger for the things of God. I hunger for more of the Spirit of God. I, I desire to see people saved. I desire to see people filled with the Holy Spirit. I desire to see people healed and delivered. I desire, I just finished a meeting with a young man that we're trying to get into Teen Challenge. And to just share with this young man, he looked at me and said, man, he said, you are almost insane, Pastor Tim, with your passion to help people. Listen, I know what God did in my life when he set me free. And I hunger for more of him. And I hunger to share him with more other people. The second thing is you need to have a hunger for God's word, a hunger for God's word. Ephesians chapter one, verse 15 through 19 says, wherefore, as I, as I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches, the glory, and inheritance of the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Listen, if you believe, you will desire to have a greater knowledge, a greater revelation knowledge. Listen, you can go to, I, I love reading books. Anybody that has ever been around me and seen my library, I love to read. But the reality is this, I want to know more of him. I want to know more of his word. I read books that, that, that draw me closer to the word of God, not just books for, for mere entertainment. I, I, I seldom read fiction books. I love to read word-based books, books that talk about the Bible, books that will give me greater understanding of a knowledge of God, to have a greater revelation of Him, that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened. That is my heart's desire to know more of Him, to know more about who He is, more about what He has planned for us, more about His plan and purpose for humanity. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 and 4 says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ, according as his divine power hath given to us all things that pertained to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Listen, I want a hunger for the word of God because I want his knowledge to be multiplied in my life according to, to his divine power. So that I, because of his power, because of his word, because of my desire for more of his knowledge, that I could live a, a, a godly life. Listen, if you struggle with saying, listen, I don't know how to live a godly life, that's because you have not hungered for more of his word. His word and his will are his promises. But in order to know his promises, you must spend time getting to know him. And you get to know him by the reading of his word. We also need to have a hunger for prayer. A hunger for prayer. 
Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8 says, Asking it shall be given to you, seeking you shall find, knocking it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Listen, I get up in the mornings, and, and, and it's kind of like I describe it this way. If I leave the house and I don't brush my teeth, ugh, I just feel just nasty. If I get up in the morning and I don't eat breakfast, it doesn't take long before I just feel weak in my body. If I get up in the morning and I don't spend time with God in prayer, it doesn't take long in my day to realize something's missing. Every morning I get in the Word of God and I read. Every morning I get up and I spend time with God and I pray. And then throughout my day, I'm constantly praying. You need to have a hunger for God. You need to wake up in the morning and just have a a set time to draw near to God. James chapter 4 verse 2 and 3 says, You lust and have not, you kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain. You fight and war and have not because you ask not. The What he's saying is, says, listen, you're not praying. You're not receiving because you're not asking. You're not, you're not being filled because you're not spending time with the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. We need to pray constantly. All throughout the day, desiring to see God, not just praying over your food, but desiring to have a constant contact, a constant time with God in everything that we do. Hebrews 11.6 says, faith without, it's impossible to know him without having faith. Listen, you, you, cannot, you cannot draw near to God unless you have faith that he is, unless you seek after him. But if you'll seek after him, he says that he will reward you. Listen, there are 84 references in the Bible to prayer. I believe God has shown us that his word is important, that a desire for more of his spirit is important, but he desires to have fellowship with us. He desires for us to come to him and pray. Without faith, it's impossible to please him, and he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently, man, I love that word, diligently seek him. To diligently see God is to desire to have a, a more time with Him. You need to set aside time to pray. You need to set aside time to seek after God. You need to set aside time to, to get into His Word. And number four, we need to have a greater hunger for worship. Some have said that praise is about God and worship is to God. Praise is opening up and worship is entering in. Jesus said to the woman at the well in John 4, 23, says, But the hour cometh, and now is the when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father seeketh such to worship Him. We need to seek worshiping God in everything that we do. Worship is not just about music. Worship is not having a band. Worship is from the abundance of your heart seeking after God. Worship is admonishing and describing our love for God to him and to others. King David said in Psalm 106, 1, Praise ye the Lord, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. God desires us to worship him. We need to have a greater hunger to worship God. The fifth thing is we need a hunger for things above. We need a hunger for things above. You know, this is one of the things that I believe that is the problem with the church today and many that struggle with the relationship with God. 
A, they're not hungering for the Spirit of God. They're not hungering for the Word of God. They're not hungering uh, for the prayer of God. They're not hungering and worshiping for God. But the other thing is this. They are more focused on the things of this world. Listen, we need to have a greater hunger for the things of, of, of heaven, the things of God. He says, I've come that you'd have life and have it more abundantly. He said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need to desire for more of the kingdom of heaven to be here on earth and less of what's going on on the earth to consume our lives. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Set your affection on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Set your affections on things above. Understand this. Man, I want to I want to I want to have such a revelation of the things of God that my focus is is kingdom-minded. My focus is heavenly-minded. My focus is focused on where he sits at the right hand of God. We can't fellowship with God if our minds are on the things of this world. We need to seek things above with our attention and with our focus. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 through 20, it says, lay up not for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust do corrupt. And where thieves break through and steal. But lay up yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust do corrupt. And where thieves do not break through and steal. Listen. Lay up yourself treasures in heavenly things, not in earthen things. And you won't have to worry about anything being destroyed or stolen. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are they which hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. When a Christian loses his or her hunger for righteousness of God, he or she will begin to die spiritually. Just as we need food to live physically, we need to hunger for the things of God to live spiritually. To hunger for the things of God, to hunger for righteousness God, is to live a life that is a life of revival for God. I want to live a life of revival, not a life that's always seeking uh, to have little meetings of revival. I've said this so many times, revival is not an event, revival is a lifestyle. And the, the lifestyle I want to live is one of hunger for the things of God. Do you hunger for the things of God? Ask yourself, am I hungering for prayer? Am I hungering for worship? Am I hungering to spend time with God? Am I hungering for things of the Spirit? Am I hungering for things above more than I hunger for things of this earth? Saints of God, create a lifestyle of hunger for more of Him and less of you. And God will richly bless you. I'm just so encouraged by by all that I'm seeing going on right now. I believe that people are seeking after things of God, and that needs to be our desire as well. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I, I, I pray that today that you would cry out to Him. Cry out and desire for more of Him in your life. Father, I pray that you bless each and every one that's listened to this podcast. And I pray, Father God, that they would stir up in themselves a greater hunger for more of you in everything that they do. Father, I love you. I thank you, Father God, that you love me. I thank you that your plans are good and not of evil to give me a future and a hope. And Lord, I pray that you bless each and every one that's listening to these podcasts. Richly bless them, Father God. And that we would all hunger for more of your righteousness. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hope you have a great week. And we'll talk to you soon.